Thank you, Alicia, for uh, meeting with us today. Everyone, this is Alicia Harris from Realty in uh, LA, in Beverly Hills, right? Is that what the yes. office Yes, yeah, our office is in Beverly Hills. Nice. And Alicia is a longtime friend of ours and kind of our real estate go-to for the area. And so that'd be fun to meet with her and just kind of chat a little bit about what's going on in the LA market um, and the sub-markets that are within LA and around. Um, and just kind of get a skinny on, on what is going on outside of the Seattle market. Um, mm -hmm. because I know we've been so concentrated on what's going on in our market locally and people are starting to kind of branch out and move around and, and what have you. So thank you, Alicia, for, um, meeting today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. So fun to, to see you. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Yes, do you want to just start a little bit about yourself? Um, you know, where how'd you end up in LA and, and come to be in real estate? Oh, gosh. <laughs> that's, that's a much longer like, story. We could go very yeah. in depth. But uh the the Cliff Notes version, if you will, uh I went to WSU with with your sister, and uh that's how we met, and ended up moving to LA right after college because I was going to pursue acting and um and actually public relations. And so real estate wasn't necessarily like a, a main goal right away, but had always kind of been told all my life, uh, real estate, something you'd be good at, you're interested in it. My dad and I used to always look at open houses together. So I always had real estate in the back of my mind as um, something I was interested in kind of casually. Cut to now, I, I live in Brentwood. I lived in Malibu for a really long time and kind of knew that market and area. Um, but now I live in Brentwood, which is, between Santa Monica and Beverly Hills to give people that don't know a, re a reference point. And uh, my office is in Beverly Hills. I kind of focus on whatever my clients need. I'm at a commercial brokerage firm and I'm the residential person. We're adding a few more people on now and building out um, more of a residential side of the brokerage. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um, so really I focus on wherever my clients need to be. And, um, Lately, I feel like I've been focusing more on Beverly Hills, but I had a client searching for a long time in the Sherman Oaks area, um, kind of over in the valley. So I got to know that area and what was going on there, especially during this weird time, if you will. Yeah. And there's a lot of little sub markets over there too, or, or you know, Absolutely. so, um, and I, you just had a, a ginormous sale uh, close last week, which is awesome. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Um, for those of you on here that uh, it was in Beverly Hills on Benedict Canyon, which is a very nice road throughout Beverly Hills that kind of actually connects over to the valley on the other, it doesn't connect, but there is another Benedict Canyon up the other side. Um, and this was just under $9 million, a really cool estate in Beverly Hills, just due to the fact that um, you don't have a lot of land in Beverly Hills or in, in, in LA in general, lot sizes, depending on where you are, but this to have a, a nice large foot, it was a 7,000 square foot house. And then to have an oasis of a backyard mixed in with it is really unique to kind of feel off and secluded. Yeah. So, it looks really private just from the photos and everything too. Yeah. 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 And this was a unique um, situation where my clients, I've been working with them for the better part of a year. We have looked at a lot of homes and primarily, as, as I just said, it, you know, sold just under $9 million. So a higher price point and seeing what those homes are, are doing in the market mm -hmm. versus a lower price point and, and where they can kind of, they can sit for longer yep. and, and be there. But um, in fact, I was just 
remembering that about a year ago, I, one of the first homes I took them to uh, was a home on Tower Road in Beverly Hills. And I just noticed uh, a day or two ago, I got an email that it is finally under contract. Oh my gosh, yeah. So that's, you know, goes to show even in this different market, some homes are sitting much longer. Mm-hmm. And, that, you know, uh, someone right there that can afford to leave their their home on the market for longer. Yep, for sure. We'll sell. So talking about, I guess we could kind of jump in, I guess, right to the market and what's going on. So in LA in general, um, how how do you feel the market is doing in terms of, let's say the, the price points of 2 million and below and maybe 2 million to five and then five up? So in the 2 million below, um, and in fact, I actually have some clients looking real, like realistically, they're in the very specific 1.3 to $1.5 million mm-hmm. range. And that's a tough a tough market right now, I think, because there's not a ton of inventory in that range that is worth the home. And I think, um, you know, speaking on that is as where we were um, six months ago, three months ago, even where everything was going so much over and, um, and hitting, you were paying over in that price range mm-hmm. or whatever value of this home. Yep. Now that home is sitting there because is it worth 1.3? It's not going to maybe go for the 1.5 that it might've won. You had 20 bids on it. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like I said, the, the inventory on that is a little lower and, and now you're looking for the right home. That price range of, of people, unless you're all cash, you're now factoring in your mortgage rates, which as we know are, are so much higher and so much higher, even just you know, in the past month. And that is what I'm seeing is those clients or that price range of people are starting to eek, 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 you know, pump the brakes on looking for a home until we can kind of see they're unsure. Um, When your mortgage, um, your monthly mortgage payment is going up significantly and the cost of finding and buying a home and owning a home it is so different. It, it, it makes people take pause. Yep. So in short, I guess it would be inventory then in that 1.5 and below what you're noticing is, is very limited or is there more inventory than what there was, let's say six to 12 months ago? And not, and not to contradict myself, it's, it's weird. I feel as though for a minute I was seeing more inventory popping onto the market in that range. And then it died down significantly. And now I feel like there's a little bit more coming on. Um, and they're still coming in at a price where, you know, a seller's market, they're they're listing them a little high. Okay. But I don't feel as though you're not seeing as many um, 20 offers. Yeah. yeah not escalating quickly. Yeah. It's sitting for a little longer. It's not going off in seven days. You've, uh, the, the average days on market has definitely increased. Yeah. So maybe during, so then maybe instead of seeing the fluctuation of inventory, cause like you hear about, you know, all across the nation, all the inventories increase, like, you know, 50%, 60%, like all these crazy numbers. Um, it's probably more so in the LA market that you guys are a little bit more stable in that because maybe the homeowners are choosing to kind of like just wait things out. Yeah. Just wait things out. And I know we just talked about like the different little pockets, but when I was kind of looking up what, what it has been, if you're looking at a year ago till now, the inventory is, is lower, um, in certain areas. Um, and yet that that's a shift from 
a couple of months ago, as it, as you know, it fluctuates. Yeah, but um, and as we go fall and December, you know, fall fall to winter months, every inventory it slows down. Slows down, you know, you're, you're not choosing to list your home during this time of year unless you have to. So right. we that's this is the tip, the season in which we do see listings and inventory tighten up a bit. Right. Um, yeah. And so with that then, and we're kind of experiencing the same thing here too, where I think we're seeing a lot, uh, not a lot more, but more inventory coming on the market, probably in general than, than mm -hmm. your market is. Um, properties are staying on the market a little bit longer. Um, homeowners, and I think you touched on it just a little bit, is that they're pricing things maybe to what the market was six months ago versus what actually it is today. And they're really trying to stretch and stretch that dollar. Um, yes. <laughs> but, but the person on the other side of the transaction is also trying to stretch their dollars to be able to kind of afford um, and their purchasing power is down. So, yeah. you know, it's uh, kind of this weird little balance and, and a shift and maybe it might still be a seller's market, but mm -hmm. it's just very much um, leveling out and yes. kind of petering um at the moment so um you know I, I think before you know our combo we had touched a little bit on the interest rates and how that really is factoring have you had any buyers that just completely have stepped out of the picture due to the interest I, rates i do um and and i don't know if you saw before but i i had a, a listing up with my buyers who were looking for something and they've decided to pull it and just sit tight for a bit you know i think that's where it, it makes people nervous of yeah. what's going to happen and exactly what you just said let's stretch our dollar what let's get the most we can and if not like let's let's wait and mm -hmm. i think um you and i also touched on uh the mortgage rates and, and what mortgage lenders are being a little more creative mm -hmm. i've had um one of the, the mortgage lenders that i work with is offering um you know like a bridge loan so while you do your get your home ready to sell you could leverage that forward and and yep. do all that and being creative with um i know you you mentioned they're doing yeah the 40 we're seeing 40 year um fixed loans now which is awesome mm -hmm. um we're seeing you know just eight uh, different lenders getting kind of creative um how they're doing their buy downs um and also developers being creative and how they're doing their yes. buy downs yeah. um sellers offer, offering concessions just right out the gate saying that they'll you know cl cover closing costs so i mean people are being realistic and kind of moving to the market to make sure that they are helping the buyers where they they can right. um, it will be interesting because i think there's some more products that will probably come out and whether or not um and it's just brainstorming um with someone the other day was like maybe it's some sort of interest balloon payment that when you sell the property then all of a sudden like the lender gets a lump sum right yeah. um, or i don't know they they could be very creative in how they make this work to continue to keep the housing market um moving forward versus just completely you know um creating a, a little bit of a halt or a freeze right um, which no one no one wants we all kind of i think at the end of the day and you know you could correct me or, or tell me kind of your experience but you know when you get up here when you're we were getting you know 50 to 70 offers on homes and it was escalating anywhere between 600 to even a million above asking um wow. you just kind of are like and you have good buyers who have good jobs and they have either maybe even cash or or really good financing um, and they can't get into a home. I mean, that's just, just kind of like, all right, something's got to give and things have got to shift. And so we're, we're at that point. It's just that, um, it's that knee jerk reaction to, you know, the interest rates rising and now their dollars purchasing power is lower. And you feel like you're throwing that money away. Like it just, mm -hmm. you know, interest, you're just throwing it away. Yeah. Um, but I, it, I think people will, it'll become more normal and people will be creative and, um, 
you know, we'll we'll continue to kind of move on. We're just kind of in this weird little little space. Yeah, and as and as you know, the economy is trying to shift out too. As 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 the price of everything goes up, yeah. that's where uh, when your mortgage payment would be higher. It's what is your cost of living and what can you really afford? And and that's what I would suggest to um, home buyers is really look at your finances, talk with your mortgage lender or um, mm-hmm. figure out where you can realistically spend and what that monthly cost would be to then start looking in an, and and it might be homes that you're like, this isn't worth it for me mm-hmm. at that point. Or yes, it is. And this is a good investment versus renting um, or getting out of a you know, we've got the, the, the millennial generation, right. That is now, um, larger than the baby boomers as far as getting into this home buying market. And we're kind of passing, passing through that. And they've starting families or getting on the second kid and all of that, where they need to expand Mm -hmm. and, and get into something. So they're having to figure it out. They are. Um, and actually a lot of them are, um, you know, I've had a couple transactions here just recently where kind of that same scenario, uh, their parents are actually the, the financier of the, yes. the property, right? So they'll purchase mm-hmm. the cash and then the kid is, you know, paying back, um, you know, their parents, right? Or they go yeah. in partnership on it uh, just to make it easier for, you know, getting into the market, the interest rates, getting past them and all that sort of thing. And, and I think the cash buyers are definitely coming out. Um, I've yes. seen more cash um, this year than I had in former years. And that makes sense because people are just mm-hmm. wanting to bypass the interest rates, but they also have cash. Yeah. Them, right. Yeah. And the people that have cash, I mean, that, that's where, you know, making a smart decision about the value of a home and, and here in LA, I can't speak for Seattle and you can tell me, but there's generally an appreciation that will happen. Mm-hmm. So your home is going to appreciate yep. naturally. And that's where, again, the, the interest rate makes a difference, but if you're all cash, great, go yep. for it. Yeah. And, um, touching back on, on something you said of, um, I had a client more in the $3 million range. We're talking, uh, I think we closed in April, also a completely different time mm-hmm. where you've got the, you, you were saying how there's the sellers are making concessions yep. here at, this was at a time when we were getting 20 offers all over asking all, all cash with no contingencies, no inspections. And that's where you're thinking, how can you get into this? This is an all cash. And, but you know, you want to do the inspection period. You want to do it the right way. And I'm glad at least we're seeing a little leveling of not so many because you want your, your buyers to feel safe and comfortable mm-hmm. buying a home yep. and making sure they make the right decision. Totally. It's just been so crazy. Um, you know, we do a lot of pre-inspections here. And mm-hmm. so like, you know, yeah. and that doesn't allow the buyer to have their own inspector, although there generally is that time period of like could it, the review period. Right. And I know that right. you guys do that too. You don't, um, Arizona, believe it or not, um, there's only a few brokers that would do it down there um, where you throw it on and do a review period or you do your due diligence up front. Right. So I, that was really funny um, entering that market this year um, as a broker and going through the transactions and seeing what was happening down there. Cause I was always like, eh, why aren't you guys doing this? So <laughs> yeah. This will help you because they get in the contract with someone on the second or third day, do their contingency. And then all of a sudden they'd, they'd fall out of contract. So you'd have homes that had multiple buyers at the beginning that would fall out of contract five, you know, five to seven days later. And they're kind of just like a dud in the water at that point. Right. So didn't really make sense, but that's, that's just a little side note of how yeah. different the markets could a be. different market in a different area. And yeah, uh, exactly. 
but yes, as a bot now it's you can go through that process, it seems where you know you are doing your own due diligence and we a lot we're still seeing seller procured inspection reports, because I think that does make it easy for um, the seller to know what to expect, but also the mm -hmm. buyer um, coming in and they could choose what they want to do if they want to do their own or if they want to just go by the one that the seller procured so um, we're still seeing that which is, I think, a trend that we'll we'll kind of keep. Um, so in that 3 million for so are you seeing a shift then also in inventory in the higher market um higher price ranged homes or are those pretty much that market's pretty consistent if i'm again the the price range is probably different when i'm saying higher or lower yeah. for that i guess i'm referring to the higher being 9 million and and, yeah. and above yeah. above um which is so funny to say 9 million dollars yeah but um yeah that th 3 to 6 million dollar is a unique range. Uh, and then there's the different categories below that. But the three to $6 million range, I, I would say that inventory seems um, pretty stable here. If I'm, if I'm talking about areas of, you've got families that wanna live and get stretch your do dollar further, instead of it in Beverly Hills, you're probably buying in the Valley, um, the Valley being Sherman Oaks, Studio City, Toluca Lake, that area, uh, Encino. And those, those are single family homes, nice neighborhoods, good school district, and you can get a little bang for your buck in a, in a very nice home mm -hmm. in that price range. Um, your question was, is the inventory- what area, what area was that again considered? In the Valley. In so the valley. Um, it, from like Encino to, to Burbank, basically, I would say. Uh, the, maybe even uh, far, farther west, but that's where I was focusing on for, yeah. for a couple couple of clients specifically. Yep. And um, in that in that three to six million dollar range, I I think that's a little bit more of a it a couple of months ago, I don't think that was going extremely over mm -hmm. uh, on the over askings for that. It was a little a little bit more calm. Mm -hmm. And now it's shifted into um, probably a stable yeah. they're there. They're sitting there a little longer. Um, and that's the thing is the homes that are, are selling, there's a reason the homes that aren't are sitting there because it's just, okay, maybe it was over overpriced or there's something wrong with it or just not as appealing, not as appealing for all styles, the reasons the exactly. and all that sort of thing. That before it was, who cares? We're just buying it and we're just going over. Yep. So now that it costs more to, to buy your home costs more to, to borrow the money people are being a little more discerning. Yeah. And also the looming economy, just everything in general, exactly. so it's taking everything in consideration. Yeah. So, exactly. yeah. Very cool. Um, as far as kind of like up and coming neighborhoods or um, things that you see as far as investor potential, because we do, we're starting to see a little bit more investors in our market yeah. here. And that's because again, the way, you know, it's kind of cooling down or speculating yeah. it might be the time where they're starting to kind of come out and, and look right. And I think investors are starting to get creative with with some of their financing and the way that that they work and what would be interesting. Um, I had a conversation with a developer recently, actually, that we're talking about, you know, rents in L.A. are continually rising and that's going up. So the cost for them that, you know, it takes a, a year to get permits and planning and then develop a property. But if you're getting into the multifamily home situation, a, a great investment because you will continue to get rents that always are rising mm -hmm. for that. So if you can 
so they're being more creative with their financing to then purchase these properties to then build on. Yep. Um, an area that I think here in LA, we just built SoFi Stadium or mm-hmm. the city, SoFi Stadium is new. Um, and that's in this area um, near Inglewood. So I would say there's a couple of neighborhoods in that area, east east of SoFi Stadium uh, that are, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of movement there of people buying homes and all of a sudden I'm seeing all these new builds or completely renovated, a little cookie cutter, not a, I shouldn't say cookie cutter. Some of them have been just remodeled. Otherwise it's just a brand new build and you can see that neighborhood kind of changing around. And I, I would think that's going in, in a trend. They're building a, a mall nearby, an outdoor mall. So as that area kind of grows and develops now that that stadium is there. Um, I think that's going to be a, a hot, hot area. Hot spot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so then when you touched on multifamily, because you guys have the commercial aspect to your office, mm-hmm. do you guys touch on the multifamily is more like office, commercial retail. We're more office, okay. office space. And, um, uh, primarily we have a, a large roster of production companies. So it's, um, that, that type of, of space. Um, mostly office. And that's seeing an interesting change of, as, as we know, the pandemic did a whole bunch of different things and people stayed home and offices weren't being used. And now we're starting to see people kind of coming back to work and, and offices deciding, Hey, we need that. We need that space and we need to house our employees or have a place for them to go. And that's trickling back. Yeah, and that, that's a good topic to, to touch on because obviously with our market here in Seattle, I mean, we're just so much smaller, right? Like, I mean, is there a big, fast, but yes, it is. Um, but I'm just kind of speaking to like the downtown core where the majority of, let's say the office buildings you have, and then the housing that's around it with the talk of like, you know, coming back to the office, because obviously we have Amazon right downtown right. here, and we have a couple of other key buildings and companies that operate downtown, and when they, um, and they're not yet back, and there is this controversy of, oh, are they coming back, are they not, like, what what's it also doing to uh, the livability of downtown with all right. the uh, street um, spaces, so our restaurants and little stores and stuff closing down, we're, we're seeing that reopen, like, they're, they're, it's, we are in a far different place than what we were even six months ago, mm-hmm. um, which is great. And, but you, you know, you go to Amazon campus right now and it's, you know, probably 30% of what it used to be in terms of the crowds for all the lunch spots and just walking around. I mean, it's getting back, but I'm wondering in your market, where is that down, that downtown hub or where, I mean, is there, this is a, a funny thing. My aunt said this to me one time of LA is one of the only cities in the United States that downtown mm-hmm. isn't the general downtown hub, like in most other cities. We have so many other little pockets and areas, but I think, um, I guess what I could relate to of what you just said of, of where the areas are and where it changed or affected or shut down. I mean, in plenty of the different areas and neighborhoods around LA, but specifically, you know, Santa Monica and and Venice really saw an uptick in uh, homelessness um, or unhoused people and yeah. and just uh, crime and the restaurants shutting down and shops shutting down and all of that changed the and certainly the tourist area, if you will, yeah. that that slowed down significantly during the pandemic. It, then it you know, just shut down was quiet. 
and um so that was pre-pandemic that you were starting to see that or during the I feel like during the pandemic that's what yeah. happened what yeah. I'm then for a while it just got kind of you know it wasn't great it it wasn't being cleaned up or kept up now um you know Venice did uh, a big cleanup recently mm-hmm. and I feel like that area is starting to come back alive I I've noticed in Santa Monica and some of those areas around Third Street Promenade and and whatnot on Ocean Avenue also coming back to life, uh, more, more stores starting to open up. There's still a lot of vacancies in that commercial space there. And uh, it's sad to, to, to walk by, drive by and see all these boarded up places or just vacancies. You, we want everyone to come back, but. um, So it's funny you said that because I did actually, I know visiting my sister, she's yeah. Um, And when we, we went through Venice, I think this was in January, 2021. It was kind of like, oh my gosh crazy on the boardwalk right down right. the beach like just nuts and tents on the beach and just like it looked like you know chaos um which you know to me I'm like well that looks like our third avenue right <laughs> exactly um and so then when we were just down there a couple months ago I we know we were down in Venice too you could definitely tell that you know things have cleaned up a bit yeah the vibe is a lot different I think the storefronts on Abbott Kenny or Abbott Kenny is Venice yes yeah, yeah. Venice. I'm still learning um <laughs> Yeah, well, like so we, that, we all yeah. went out, right? And yes, yes, that, yes, that was Venice. Right. And and exactly. that felt definitely like the vibe was back and there was um a lot the nightlife was getting a little uh ramping up. Ramping up. Yeah. yeah. And it had been a little quiet for a bit. Yeah. But the commercial space is still on Abbot Kenny, like it's a hit or miss, whether they're mm-hmm. open and and what have you. So yeah, I mean, we're all, I think every downtown urban environment is experiencing the same thing. Um, when it comes to being housed, when it comes to um, you know, the commercial spaces, the mom pa, um, you know, starter um businesses on street level commercial spaces, all that sort of thing. So um it's just how quickly I guess the city's municipals um and the community, you know, reacts to 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 help the community. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, what else can we touch on? So we talked about a little bit about investments in the market, kind of just general. Is there any speculation kind of going into 2023 on, have you heard anyone in your market kind of talk about what, where they think everything's heading for LA? I feel like uh, I was talking with Lee about it and then also um, just reading, you know, the, the stuff that comes out of watching what the home trends did. And it's kind of what you and I already touched on. I think there will be a leveling out. I, I think as the Fed continues to have the rates seemingly on, on the trend of staying up, um, the, the price will adjust. And I think at some point uh, mm-hmm. there will be a leveling of the prices and pro- probably swing into a buyer's market at some point. Yeah. And I think some markets around um, the nation are experiencing that already, right? They have yeah. the last you know, three to, to six months. And I know Seattle here, we're already seeing prices come down and concessions and just, it's a leveling basically it's, you know, and, and I know all the, um, you know, if you dive deeper, like, oh, is this like 2008, 2009? And, you know, that's, it's not the same climate whatsoever. No. So there are some do, doomsday um, people out there. For that, sure. Oh, it's definitely going to drop. And it's just not that yeah. sort of things, but um, God forbid something doesn't, you know, escalate externally that we don't have any control over, but we made it through the pandemic. Barring <laughs> yeah. another um, pandemic. Yeah. yeah. And that art kind of artificially inflated, I guess, the market a bit too. I, so think, kind of, I think you're right. Yeah. Right. So you think about it and it's like, well, it, that happened and, you know, values went up. So even if you come down, 
you're still a lot of these owners are on the up and up if they purchase prior to right. um, and you just wait for the next you know thing that because and i guess that's the only thing i've noticed as a trend or forecasting that i've seen people talk about is that home appreciation values are still going up mm -hmm. and so that's a, a a different thing again not the doomsday outlook of um and, and yet also weird because it's not that the home prices are going to necessarily completely drop, drop yeah. right away. You've yeah. still got this rise in appreciation. And again, yeah. and the rates are still going up. So there will just be this teeter, yeah. but. Yeah. So our numbers just came out here for King County. And yeah. King, King County and um, Seattle and Bellevue, they all had increases in values year over year. Uh, for this last month um however inventory had increased and the sales have went down right okay yeah so, so that's where you kind of think well what what is that difference and i do think that the higher end homes are selling and so that's pulling that the values up um a little bit the inventory that is maybe the mid to low inventory is the uh, the inventory that's suffering the most because the buyers of the, that product uh, are suffering yeah. So, um, you know, I think that 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 of any market, I mean, that's really what happens is the higher end market and our higher end is different than your higher end. Right. Um, <laughs> but um, it's but still it's still it's part of the part of that part of the whole equation. Yeah. Right. And so it stays pretty consistent. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to kind of dive into some more numbers and just see if I could kind of figure out like if that is true or not. But I that was just kind of my little like spin on why that would be happening or just purely things are moving just yeah. not as much and the things that buyers don't want are just sitting there are sitting so i would argue that that's the same same here from the yeah. numbers that i was looking at is um home sales aren't as many but not hugely and the appreciation is still there and, and the value is still there mm -hmm. um the inventory is slightly less yep um sales are still occurring yeah just not as rampantly and i think not as rampantly over asking over asking for sure now you sell a lot of condos too in in that area yeah so i, I do have a feeling on that so the uh, downtown market's interesting um and it de it definitely trails behind single family so the beginning of the year we started kind of experiencing um multiple offers and a lot of and inventory was pretty low and inventory right now for downtown seattle is low it's not high. so give you an example right now as far as resale so not talking we have about five new construction towers okay we take all their inventory out uh resale number wise we have about 150 um active condominiums give or take um and that number though during the pandemic was like right around 350 to 375. so if you kind of look at that our number we're still you know um a tight market things are moving but just a little bit slower mm -hmm. um our numbers for downtown condos unfortunately for values were, was down year over year for this last um this last month um but i we are seeing a lot of sales all over the place from um you know 300,000 for little studios on up to i think we had a 9 million um sale uh definitely a sixth maybe a nine last month so oh, wow. um, great yeah so it, it's just I think it's hit or miss. The buyers are out there if they have a need. Um, and as the rental rates, because here we are experiencing that too, rental rates are up. Um, I think all of our agents right now are kind of experiencing this little seasonal dip as we normally do, kind of in that October, October, late October, technically through December, things kind of shut down in our um our market. It's yeah. just a little bit inventory is lower, not as many people moving around if they don't have to. Right. Um, yeah. So um we are seeing that 
prices on the rental side might be kind of leveling a mm -hmm. little bit. Um, but we've seen a fluctuation in our new construction apartment inventory downtown. Mm. So whereas condos have been pretty tight, now we have apartment buildings. We have four or five huge um, Canadian-based developers that came in and built these large towers. And we have kind of these units that are coming all, all in the same, actually like literally the same little block. Um, and they're all kind of competing with each other. And they're great products. I mean, yeah. it's, it's nice apartment communities. It's not like the shoddy apartment construction we used to talk right. about. Right. So, um, and these are, are these full service buildings that you said? Full service. Yeah. yeah. Actually, in one of them, we just toured the other day. Uh, it's called the Modern. It's right on, on Third and Lenora between Second oh, yeah. and Third. Um, they it's a company from San Francisco. Um, it's called the Line Real Estate. Okay. It's interesting because um, that the building used to be a We Live. That's how they built it. But obviously, we know what, kind of what happened with We Work We Live. Right. Um, in that time, so they gave the building back to the um, developer here uh, in Seattle, um, and then they hired a line to come in and actually reconfigure all the floor plans. Like they actually reconfigured everything and built them out. Um, for apartments and then now is they're doing the leasing side of it wow. and then they have services um so they have a huge bar up there on like the top floor and right now until they get their liquor license they're just open like friday and saturday you know residents can go up there it's like you know free booze and you just That's like cool. have your bartender up there and they have mimosas on during the day and you know bagel bar and like all that stuff but they also have personal trainers and it's a little bit more of an elevated experience i don't yeah, think yeah. are um our downtown, like just urban living has experienced before. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see how that's um, received. Now, what's the price point on? Not bad. I'm telling you, yeah. And, and it's because the concessions with a lot of these um, buildings right now, they right. all kind of came up 2,500 plus. I'm sure there's a different status, but I think that's where it starts at. Um, as uh, all coming to completion around the same time. And so they're trying to get ahead of it. So they'll offer eight weeks free. You know, and if you're seven thousand dollar a month and you're offering eight weeks free, that's a pretty dang good rental rate for two right. bedrooms, twelve hundred square feet, including parking downtown. Wow, brand new. So um, I think and the amenities that come with and it. the amenities that come with it too. So um, you know, we're we're seeing a, a lot of that, and I, that does impact the condo community as far yeah. as sales values because people renters coming in, you know, gravitate towards whatever is the least expensive that they get the most out of especially in a time like this. Mm -hmm. um, however, you know, I think the condo, we don't have, if you're living downtown, want to build your wealth, want to get into the market. Now is a really good time to do that and take advantage of kind of what's going on. Yes. So, um, I do believe that our market next year, first quarter, we're going to be a lot stronger than where we're at right now. We're just kind of right. finishing off the year. And we had a very, very strong first, first yeah. half of the year. So first we're just, year. we're just fourth month into kind of being like, meh. Right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, September was super strong. So I, yeah. know, it's kind of just hit or miss. Our market's kind of funny and fickle. Um, yeah. When I compare the two, I feel like our market is a little bit more volatile than than what LA is, mm -hmm. because you know you guys are so vast and you know there's just a lot more there's going just, on. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's interesting though. And I ask about the condos because I I feel as though and I, I just I have I have another client that's looking a little bit more specifically in the condo section, mm -hmm. but West Hollywood seems to be an area that's kind of coming back alive again, also somewhere that a little bit shut down or yeah. just got a little different during the pandemic. And as people were looking for more space and kind of getting out of the city life, now these condos were available. Um, and I think now 
as you said, as a good investment opportunity and and time to jump in, condos are kind of back on the market and or or something to be considered in including when you're it's affordable for something right? affordable. So you can't buy that house that is you know two million two point two, but you can buy the right. property that's one point one. Exactly. So your your dollar might stretch farther. It's it's a little less space, but it's um a little less to maintain. The the thing to factor in, at least at least here in LA, specifically different pockets of LA, would be the HOA fees because there are certain condos where the HOA fee is a, it's a mortgage payment. Yeah. Um, it, it's astronomically high, and then that's where you as a, as a buyer level out. What what are the amenities that come with this? Is this just your earthquake insurance uh, mm-hmm. and maintenance of the building, or is this a pool and a valet and a gym and you know the rooftop bar and all those kind of luxury amenities? That's that's a different sector. Totally for sure. And there's different people that like that, and different you know, people absolutely. That don't. It just depends on the client's needs and and what what they want out of their living space. So mm-hmm. good. All right. Yeah. Well, I think we've touched on so much. Yeah, we have touched on a lot. And I know, I think you do your, your featured home of the week or yes, yes, Friday. I sent you, my buddy Zach Goldsmith has that listing in Venice. I just, I thought you would specifically right up right up your alley, right up, right up Mark's alley. Um, (laughs) He's a big fan of West Hollywood too. Yeah. Yeah. And, (laughs) and, um, I just thought that home would be kind of fun to feature, uh, or to send to you. Cause it's so, it's so art driven. Yeah. Very cool. And, and that one's, ben, that's Venice. I know that's Venice. I know of him and his love for West Hollywood. But right. Yeah. Right. So but I just thought that. that was kind of fun. And yeah. Zach and, and his team have a, have a cute little video up on their Instagram or on the thing of kind of walking through it and talking. Oh, about really? I'll have to post that you'll have to, yeah. Check out that. Cause it's, it's pretty great. Very cool. Good. Well, thank you, Alicia. And maybe we'll plan on checking it again in six months or so, just to kind of see how how it's shifted. Yep. Shifted. And and of course, if um, I have any clients that are looking in that area, I'm definitely going to refer to you um, as the the one to go to. And in fact, I just, you know, I think my brother might be looking soon. So Ah, he he has your number. (laughs) Nice. 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 Thank you. Well, good. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. You too. uh, And thanks for having me. You bet. We'll chat with you soon. All right. bye. Bye.